Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the Big Game Pre-Game Maryland. Uh, before we get into it, guys, hit me up on all the social media. You know where to find me. Maniac Podcast or Michigan Maniac Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all at Twitter, the whole deal. Um. Oh, also... Uh, guys, uh, I forgot this was even a possibility, but guys, if you want to, hit me up on and leave a message on um, on Anchor, that, and they hit me up and let me know that I have a voicemail, and I'll listen to it, and I'll even reply on, or even since you're uh, asking me anything on there, I don't care what you do, but it's a, you know, it's a tool that you can use to get a hold of me. And I actually like hearing the, the question because you can hear the tone of it as well. So, uh, Lamar, thank you, buddy, for uh, leaving leaving a voicemail. It helped remind me that it's still there. So, appreciate it. So, uh, let's get into this bad boy. Um, I Actually, before we do, I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen this right now, right? Everybody's seen the, the post-game celebration by Michigan. Uh, just how Harbaugh and the coaches and the team are just, I just, it's going to be short. I don't really have any real in-depth type of discussion about it, but I just, I've never seen that before. So the idea, if anybody's questioning anymore, that is this culture thing real, uh, the change is real. Like you have, if you didn't, if you saw that and you didn't come away thinking that this was the change or this is the culture that we've been waiting for i mean you're blind or you were just so jaded by everything that and rightfully so i mean there's some people loving michigan and cheering for michigan is not for the weak of heart okay it just isn't it's broken a few fucking major podcasters and by the way i don't even want to get into it i'll get into that maybe they ask me anything uh, but that's ridiculous. Um, but still, like, it's not for the weak. It's just not. So I get it. If they've broken you, if you need to find a new team, if you can't get behind this team after seeing that, and yes, they might still fucking lose to Ohio State. True. It's very true. It could happen. More than likely, right? Because that's we haven't seen anything different in the last 10 years. We haven't seen anything different. But... Everything else, it's all changing. And I, I'm telling you, I don't think, even if we lose, it's not going to be a blowout. It just isn't. It, this is a different team. I, I, I don't know. I just was very encouraged by seeing that. And I just wanted everybody else to, if you haven't, please look it up. And if you, if you don't feel anything for that, and if you still feel jaded and you're like, but still, we need to beat Ohio State. Man, become an Ohio State fan or just leave us alone and leave the fan base to uh, get behind this team and actually celebrate this team in whatever season we're going to have from this this season. Because this season wasn't even supposed to be that great for us. So this is like an added bonus. This is like when you uh, order a large fry and you're eating the fries out of the bag and you get home and all of a sudden you think you're out of fries and you're like, damn, that sucks. But, oh, extra fries. This is like the extra fries at the end of the bag. Like, they gave you more fries. Actually, it's you bought fries, and they gave you an extra fry. And then you're pissed off about it because it's not 
an, a large like you ordered. You know what I mean? You're like, I got an ex I got a large fry, and then they gave me by accident a fucking medium fry. How dare they? It's like, come on, man. You got fucking medium fries. That's fucking awesome. You should enjoy it, regardless if it's a medium. That's just my little take. So we'll get back on to this, right? So here we go. We're playing Maryland, and of course, it's going to be very... It's going to be hard not to want to talk about Ohio State because it's 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 lining up to be one of the greatest games in Michigan-Ohio State history, right? It's really got that 2016 feel to it. Uh, as I say, it's going to be hard not to talk about it. Listen to me pine on about the 2016 and what it's starting to feel like now, right? <laughs> but uh, we have to stay focused, right? Because it means nothing. The matchup of the century or, you know, <laughs> what I'm calling it, cannot happen if we lose to Maryland. We cannot have one of the greatest games or, and one of the greatest build-ups to a game if we fall short this week. And Maryland is no fucking joke. I mean, they kind of are a joke, but if you, if you sleep on them, they'll get you. I just, it, it just, they scare me in a way only because I, because they are a trap game. And we, Rutgers was our only other trap game this year, and that second half was miserable. So I don't want that to happen. I don't think it's going to. I think this team has learned its lessons throughout the season, and they just keep getting better and better and better. And they, they learn from their mistakes, and they move on. And that Rutgers second half was definitely a mistake because you know they were looking towards Wisconsin. And this one is... That, but times a thousand, right? Because Tua's little brother is a, a dangerous quarterback. He, he makes a ton of mistakes, you know, but he lit up uh, Penn State for over 360-some yards passing. Um, 371 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. They have a couple pretty good uh, wide receivers. Rakeem Jarrett is one for sure. And I don't even know how to pronounce this dude's name uh, because I will murder it, and I don't want to do that. So, Okonokowo or whatever, I don't care. Whatever that dude had a pretty good game against Penn State. They did a pretty they did a pretty decent job against Michigan State. I think he also threw for a couple hundred, like three hundred and fifty yards in that game as well. Um, the kid is just really, I mean, the, the Tagovailoas are actually very talented young, young men. So he's one person you really have to worry about. But I think it's the same thing that we're going to say about Penn State that we say about Maryland, right? Um, for me, it was stopping uh, Jahan Dotson. So if you stop to his little brother, you don't have to worry about the rest of the team. So like I was saying about Sean Clifford, you stop Sean Clifford, you stop Pitt, you stop Penn State because then Jahan Dotson can't get off because you don't because Clifford's either running for his life or on his back or whatever, right? So you stop to his little brother, you stop Maryland. It's that simple. They're they're going to be innovative. They're going to come up with some interesting form uh, formations, some different interesting looks because. Uh, Loxley and Gaddis had that little feud going because they were both with Alabama and they had some war of words a couple of years ago. 
Uh, so you know it's going to be contentious. You know that Gaddis is going to want to prove that he's the better play caller and he's the better overall person coming out of that Alabama coaching staff. So he definitely, that's going to be there. So that they're going to come at you and they're going to come at us hard, right? Uh, their defense is suspect. I mean, I don't really think they're that great. To be quite honest, I, I, looking at some of these numbers, I don't see how it, I just, I don't see anything interesting about them. I, I see that if we don't take them seriously, they'll bite us in the ass. But outside of that, I mean, two his little brother is the main guy because he put 350 on, on Penn State. But their running attack, uh, both against Penn State and Michigan State, then none of them rushed over 100 yards. That Okuna Kukawo, or whatever, had, had a pretty decent game against both Penn State and Michigan State, and the only reason why I'm going, or only mentioning those two, those two teams, because they're like opponents. They have decent defenses. They kind of, you know, what we in defenses we've already played, right? And offenses that we've already played. So this way, you get kind of an idea of what we could be looking at. And yeah, I mean, if you stop Tua's little brother, this game it'll be done. I mean, and what we'll end up doing is we'll do exactly what Harbaugh always does when we blow people out. We blow people out like the NFL blows people out. And I think this is what kind of annoys me a lot about Harbaugh. I mean, it's an annoyance like you hate that your father pops his gum or something. It's not that big of a deal, but it's still annoying to a certain extent. Is that I think the NFL is kind of like, uh, it, it ruined Harbaugh's coaching in, uh, in a way of, he doesn't do the college blowout. Because if you really think about it, there's only been one college blowout with Michigan that they scored over 70 or even probably over 60, I think, right? I mean, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that in the NFL you could blow someone out and you score 50 points, right? I think that's happened a few times. But it's like a gentleman's rule. Like If you're beating someone and it's just obviously you're beating them, you don't just continue to pour it on. And I think this is how Harbaugh attacks all of this. Because we could have blown out Indiana. We could have blown out a few other teams this season. And he just doesn't do it. So, you know, it's partially because in the NFL, you want to get out of each game with your starters intact. And you don't want them to get hurt because it's about the playoffs, not the regular season, right? The regular season is just a vehicle to get you to the playoffs. The regular season, however, in the college football game is everything. Everything because you lose one fucking game in college football. You lose two, forget it. If you're not in the SEC, don't even bother. You don't belong in the playoff at this point. You know what I mean? You can do that in the pros. Like, you can play a bad game against, like, say, uh, if you're with the Ravens. You can play a bad game against the Steelers the first time because you know you have them at home the next game or you, you see them again later down the road. In college, it's a one-shot, one-deal, one-loss. All of it's very important. So I think he still coaches like he's coaching in, in the NFL. So we'll beat him, right? We'll beat him like 38 to you know, 14, and we could have beat them 55 to 14, you know what I mean? 65 to 14, because we're going to leave shit on the board. And I think that's maybe why some of our red zone problems are red zone problems, because he still coaches like he's in the fucking NFL. The red zone's very, I mean, I guess the red zone's important everywhere, but he, he, he just, he, 
every time I look at it, you can't tell the difference between a Michigan game and an NFL game. It all seems to be very... Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off way off course on this. But to me, it, that's all what it seems like. But when you watch a, uh, like an Ohio State game, an Alabama game, whatever, the scores are very college-like. They blow these fucking teams out. It's not even close. They keep their starters in way too long. Michigan won't do that. And they leave points on the board. They will kick a field goal if they're already up 24 to 7 and they're in the red zone and it's third down they'll move the ball to the middle of the field so it's an easier field goal field goal instead of shooting it down the fields for maybe a touchdown when Ohio State or another team would throw the ball downfield and score you know what I mean I just it, to me it's very NFL like and I just think that's who Harbaugh is so yeah we'll beat them I think because I think we're going to be ready to go. I think they're not going to allow themselves to be trapped into this moment and, you know, it's really screwed up. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely think we're going to win. I think Hayden, I think Aiden Hutchinson and Ajabo, once again, are going to have fantastic games and they're going to need it because Tua's little brother is mobile. I mean, that it, it's another test, right? And like I've told you, it's a, it's a theme this year. Like, Sean Clifford gave the blueprint on how you handle a mobile quarterback, right? And a better mobile quarterback. Like Noah Vedral showed us earlier in the season, and then Michigan got better at that because they slowed down uh, Martinez. And then Martinez gave a different wrinkle on how to attack and how to slow down a passing quarterback and a mobile quarterback. And then Sean Clifford gave us another one. So now we're playing to his little brother, and he is going to get the overall arcing moment of what we've learned from all those other quarterbacks. And we're going to see what we can learn from what he can do against those lessons learned. So when we play C.J. Stroud, how we, how we mess him up, how we get into his head, how we do whatever, right? Because C.J. can run. He is. He can be a mobile quarterback. I think one of his, his uh, quotes is, yeah, I can run the ball, but why run the ball when I can throw the ball down the field and score a touchdown, right? I'm paraphrasing and maybe even getting it wrong, but it's something like that. It's, you know, it's just, I, I, I don't see how we lose this game. I don't, I'm not impressed with Maryland ever, really. Um, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's too small. So I think if Ojabo and, and Hutchinson and our front seven and our keep hitting him like we hit uh, Clifford, we could end his career. This kid's tiny. If he's over 205, I'm shocked. Like, literally shocked if he's over 205. So one solid hit from those men, those grown men, will, I mean, you could break him on the field. So um, he's tough. Obviously, he's tough. He comes from a very tough family. But still, I'm just saying, his body type isn't meant to get pushed around, hit, and knocked down. So if our defensive seven, our front seven, does that to him, it's really going to jack him up. And it gets in his head, and we all see he already makes mistakes. You get him moving a step too fast because he's nervous, it's going to add to more mistakes. So I, I really do. The key to beating this team and beating them easily is make to his little brother very, very uncomfortable. We do that, we should win. We shouldn't have to worry about the run because their run is non-existent. They stink, and they stink out loud, this running game. 
Like it's not even it's not funny. Like the the teams, the good running defenses that they played, and I'll even give it Michigan State. That's a very good rush defense. And Penn State, a very good rush defense. They shut that team down for I mean, I don't even know. Uh let me look here. The Michigan State game, the the highest rusher, their their <laughs> the most rushing yards by one player was by Boone, and he had five carries for forty two yards. Now, obviously, they were playing from behind because it looked like they were down like 28-14 to 14 by halftime or 27-14 by halftime, but still, not a great overall look, right? You don't have to worry about their run game. Um, so we should be able to stop that fairly easy and then apply even more pressure to Tua's little brother because you know they're going to try and get that thing started, but you have to have talent to get a running game started, and I just don't see it happening. So I think we're definitely going to destroy him. That's the key to the game is stopping Tua's little brother, and we win this game. Offensively, uh, I want to see more from McNamara. I'm starting to love how this kid is really just coming on lately. Like I said, he plays big in the big games. I'd like to see him play big in a game that doesn't mean as much. So I'd love to see him pull off a 250 game, like two touchdowns type thing. I'm very interested to see... Uh, more from Andrew Anthony. I'm hoping that last week they he didn't play much because he was still kind of hurt, so they took him out. Uh, hopefully he's ready for this game. I want to see more from him. I, I just want to see what we can do um, passing the ball-wise because I, 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 I just don't... I, Haskins is going to just kill it regardless, right? Like, he's the, the, the last person I'm even nervous about on this offense. Like he's just so talented. He love his work ethic, and I, I'm just, I'm falling more in love with this team every time I, I see them, every time I listen to them, each one of these players, like how Cade got emotional for the Stardust and what it meant to him. And, I mean, that's a leader. Yeah, there's leaders who can lead you out of the foxhole onto the battlefield and you know you don't see him cry or you don't see any of it but there's also those leaders that get emotional for you and strong for you and show that they care about you that just what kate is i'm starting to love that even more about this kid uh, i don't know I'm, i love this team and i know it could potentially end with us getting a big l against ohio state but god i don't care I really don't care. This is really the team. Let's forget about Maryland for right now. This is really just the Michigan team that I have been dying to see for since 2015. Once 2016 got here, I was like, yes, this is it. This is the Michigan I love. This is what I want to see all the time. And it's been gone. And it is just so nice to finally see this team just love each other and that they fight for one another and the coaches are in it and their coaches are actually coaching and not just saying you do what I tell you to do because that's it it's my way or the highway and they actually break it down and you're starting to see actual player development that's a huge key that you probably didn't see most of the time throughout the Don Brown era you did not see young player development ever right off the bat you just didn't see it Rob Moore fantastic uh, player development. Uh, Junior Colson getting better and better player development. Those two players would still be on the bench if, if Don Brown was coaching. He does not care. He would not have been 
Not that he doesn't care about them as persons, but he has his system, and they will never see the field until they are sophomores or even juniors. They just wouldn't do it. Now they're getting key playing time. So now all that experience just rolls over to next season and the season after that. And it's just, it's everything that we want. And even if it does end up in a loss, fine, <laughs> fine. We're used to it at this point. I just, I'm just so happy with the overall growth and the difference that this team, it doesn't even look like the same team that I've been watching from 2017 till now. Like, it, they don't even resemble the same team. I just, I'm so happy to see all this going on. I, I just, I'm ecstatic and I just don't, I don't know how. I know you've been, I know Michigan fan base, we've been hurt, but for God's sakes, let's get over it, move on, right? Let's at least cheer for these kids and hope that they can band together and really pull it off because they're going to need 100% of everything they got. And like Harbaugh said, we're going to win or die trying. Well, then they may have to die because I'm telling you, they're going to have to put it all out on that field to beat Ohio State this year. All it takes is one. All it takes is one win. And you can change everything. And that's, I'm just excited about this. And maybe I've gone on too long and the people who say, well, let's worry about Maryland first. Blah, I don't care. You, we already know. You stop Tua's little brother, you can stop the whole thing. He's the linchpin to that whole offense. And our defensive backfield is fantastic right now. They're they're firing in all cylinders. Uh, Rod Moore's playing great. Uh, you've got Hawkins looking wonderful. DJ Turner's getting better and better each week. Um, you've got uh, Vincent Gray. I mean, after the performance they put on against Jahan Dotson, I don't care, Kamukamo or Okanokatu or whatever this guy's name is. I'm not trying to make fun of him. His name is just really crazy to pronounce. And I'm just not going to do it at 10 o'clock at night. So, and then uh, Raheem Jarrett, very talented kids. And if you don't give them the respect they deserve, they will burn your ass. And we could lose this game. Absolutely. If we, don't if we do not give this team the respect they deserve, we could lose. I don't think that's going to happen. So, yes, those are the keys. That's it. And I, I think, so the player of the games, that uh, not-so-obvious player of the games, right? I'm still going to pick Cade because I think he needs to have a big game. He still needs to, you know, continue to cement his job as the leader of this team. Um, I think the tight end group's going to have another big game. Uh, I think uh, I would like to see Junior Colson or... Uh, the, someone from the linebacking crew really step up on this one because they're going to put them into uh, conflict with the, I could only imagine you're going to see a lot of uh, wide receivers uh, like they did with Penn State, what, what Penn State did when they put number three in a motion and he he looked like he was going in on the uh, like on an in route and they blasted it past uh, right out it's it's 10 o'clock at night, so it's hard for me to really remember the play, but it caught Josh Ross looking, you know. He wasn't paying attention or he was being too aggressive and they used it against him. So I want to see the linebacking core actually uh, get better. So I'm going to say, I'm going to, any, any just, you know, players of the game is going to put linebacking core. Plain and simple. That's the not-so-obvious players of the game. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. 
I'm going to say 38 to, you know what? Our defense is really, it's really very good. And they're not elite yet, but they're very, very good. Um, if, if Michigan State can hold Maryland to freaking 21, and uh, I don't know what Penn State held them to. I'm not really looking right now. But if that's the case, dude, we can hold them to 14. I'm going to say we're going to win 38-14, 38-13 right in that area. So 38-13. That's what I'm going to say. 38-13. We're going to hold them. We're going to win. It's going to be a very NFL-type blowout, right? That's what Jim Harbaugh does. And on to Ohio State for the greatest buildup of, of since 2016, I'll tell you that. Uh, can't wait. Super excited about this. I can't wait to watch this game, obviously, because I want to see what our defense can do. Um... Guys, I want to get out of here. I don't think there's not much more to do on this one. But, guys, if you, I think this is a time where we as a fan base really just need to sit back, really enjoy it, and and be thankful that we got that extra fry in the bag when we didn't even expect it. This season was not supposed to be this good, even though I'm kind of a homer. And I think if you go back and uh, listen to my episode of where I, where I picked the winners and losers of the season, I think at this point I still have Michigan at nine and one. Uh nine and one or I, I have them at nine and two. Because I think that I I could have God I can't remember. I think I have them losing. I know that I had them losing to Wisconsin and I think I had them losing to Penn State. So I think overall I had them either at ten and two or nine and three. And I can't at this moment remember. But still the majority of our fan base didn't think this was going to be that great of a year. And it is. It's the extra fry in the bag before next season, which was supposed to be the season we're all looking forward to. So let's just enjoy it for the extra fry that it is, the extra medium fry that it is. And maybe, you know what? If we beat Ohio State, maybe it's even a bigger size fry than it was than what we actually bought. So it's like... It's like mystery fry. It's great. It's even better. It's mystery fry. We don't even know what kind of fries that it is yet. So let's just enjoy it for fuck's sakes. All right, guys. I want to get out of here. I'm getting sappy and lame. So uh, I'm not going to cry or tell you some sappy story about how this team was there for me when I was a loser. But um, anyways, uh, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine, regardless of how scarred you are. And listen, loving the Michigan Wolverines isn't easy. But God damn it's fun. Um, and guys, forever and always, guys, go blue.